Hi there and welcome to Herd Online. If you have been alarmed by a recent study making the claim that insomnia may increase the risk of having a stroke, this is for you. This is Herd Online. If this is your first time tuning into Herd Online, this is an investigative series where we take a critical look at claims made online about sleep and, and and to see what, to which degree they hold true enough. And, and, and this time, as many times before, the suggestion came from more than one source. I want to thank Rhoda and Kirsten, who both uh, independently of each other sent me an email saying, hey, Daniel, you should look at this article. And um, we will do just that. Uh, we'll, in fact, do things in reverse order today, which I think maybe is more helpful. But anyways, we, we'll look at the original article, the scientific article first, and then we will take a look at how it was reported in the media. And I, I hope this will be really, really helpful for anyone who's been concerned uh, about this. So here is the uh, original article. Uh, it is a, published in uh, the journal Neurology. It was published on June 7th, 2023. So uh, just about a week ago. The title is Association Between Insomnia Symptoms and Trajectory with the Risk of Stroke in the Health and Retirement Study I think a pretty, pretty nice title, actually, quite neutral, not very triggering. Uh, and um, the the health and retirement study is one of these large, like longitudinal studies where you have a group of people. In this case, it was about 30,000 people. And I, I believe it's probably yearly. I don't know the interval, but with a certain interval, they ask them questions about their health, their sleep and other things and look for associations. That's the the, the way it's done. So um, in the background, they just say that insomnia is common and this study aimed to investigate the relationship between insomnia symptoms and the incidence of stroke. What did they do? What were the methods? Well, as we mentioned, the health and retirement study is a survey of Americans older than 50 years uh, and their spouses. And they included these years, 2002 to 2020. And those who did not have a stroke uh, at the baseline were the only ones included. If somebody had already had a stroke, they were not included. Now, what do they mean by insomnia symptoms? Well, they, they asked uh, uh, the, the um, subjects here if they had uh, uh, difficulty initiating sleep, difficulty maintaining sleep, waking up too early, and non-restorative sleep. And uh, I, I think, you know, at, at first glance, when somebody says, I have a hard time falling asleep, hard time staying asleep, that does sound like insomnia to me. But I want to say that it's not entirely clear. Uh, the way we define insomnia here is that it is an ongoing self-perpetuating struggle that comes from the fear of not sleeping. If, it's, if, if, if we don't have that component of fear of not sleeping, it will not be self-sustaining and we don't call it insomnia. We call that when we have sort of an external factor that causes us to have trouble sleeping, but it's not an ongoing struggle in itself. We call that a sleep disruption. And uh, just, you know, somebody saying like, I have a hard time falling asleep. That could also be a sleep disruption. It could be, you know, from pain or from like, you know, weight problems or, you know, medical issues. Like other things can make us make it, you know, make us have a hard time falling asleep or staying asleep. That is not insomnia. So this could all be sleep disruption. Just a point I want to make as we are going through this article. And uh, they said repeated measurements uh, were used to identify insomnia trajectories over time, meaning they they could see if like their insomnia symptoms or these sleep disruption symptoms probably were going up or down because they measured them over time. 
And then of course they investigated the, the relationship between insomnia symptoms and stroke events. Now, they had a total of 31,126 participants included. The mean follow-up, the, 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 the number of years um, most people stayed in the study was nine years. Mean age was 16, 61, 57% were female. Uh, now, compare, okay, so compared to subjects with no insomnia symptoms, an increased risk of stroke was observed for those with insomnia symptom scores ranging from 1 to 4 and 5 to 10. Uh, respectively. This dosing was stronger in, in patients aged less than 50, et cetera, et cetera. So, so far, you know, if you only read up to this point, you can get a sense uh, that, oh, there's something there. There was, there was a link between these symptoms of insomnia or maybe sleep disruption, but like, you know, some, some symptoms related to sleep were linked to having a stroke, which of course can, can be really scary because when we, when we hear of a link, we can think, oh, when maybe one caused the other. But to me, like everything is explained in the same way it is always explained when we read the next sentence, which goes as follows. The association was mediated by diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, and depression. Now, uh, you know, to my knowledge, depression has never been shown to cause a stroke or any other health issue, but it is different with, for example, hypertension. Hypertension has been shown to cause a stroke. And, and how can we know that? Well, if we, you know, we, we, we can do a double blind study where some people are given antihypertensives and some are not. And we know that when you reduce, you know, hypertension, that leads to less strokes. And, and you know, it's just intuitively, if somebody has heart disease and has hypertension, and has diabetes, are we surprised that they are at high risk of a stroke? Of course not. Their overall health is, is, is different from somebody who does not have hypertension, heart disease, and diabetes. Now, different question. If we take you know, two imaginary pe person, uh, two people, which of the two do we think will sleep, you know, sleep well, have no struggles with sleep or no sleep disruption? Is it the person who does not have hypertension, diabetes, and heart disease? Or is the person who does have hypertension, heart disease, and um, diabetes? Now, of course, to me, the answer is the person that has several health issues will most likely have some sleep disruption and not sleep so well and report that they have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep and they don't feel so refreshed. Is there any surprise there whatsoever? To me, the answer is no. And, and, but I do, I do want to give the, you know, the authors a lot of credit for saying, you know, you're putting it black, black and white there. They're saying the association was mediated by diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, and depression. They're, they're, they're spelling it out. Uh, so again, and they say it again in the discussion that the risk was mediated by certain comorbidities. Uh, and so uh, I think that was very honest and, and I appreciate that. So essentially they're saying that, uh, you know, it wasn't the, uh, we couldn't show that insomnia caused this, but we could show that, you know, there was a mediation. Now, now, what do they mean by mediated? Do they mean that, oh, if you have heart disease, you're more likely to have trouble sleeping and the trouble sleeping that came from the heart disease, you know, is likely to have caused the stroke. 
if they're meaning it in that way, then to me that is just like insane. That, that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> because like, yeah, you know, of course it is the heart disease. The, the, the fact that there is like, uh, you know, there's some hardware issues, like there is some health issues, that of course increases the risk for another health issue to me, not, you know, the, the, the way that they potentially could have meant the, the media. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever to me. So anyway, long story short, it's again, it's there's no surprise whatsoever. If we have health issues, they often cause us to have some trouble sleeping and those health issues also increase the risk of other health issues. No surprise whatsoever there, right? But now let's take a quick look at like, how is this um, a, um, a, a study like this? How is it reported in media? Well, uh, actually there was one article from The Guardian that came in, another one from a, another magazine, but the, let's, see, let's take a look at the, which one should we take a look at? Let's take a look at this one actually, uh, which is from um, Blue, the Blue Mountain Eagle. I never heard of this, this journal, but they published uh, on June 8th, uh, a story uh, with the title, Insomnia Might Raise Your Odds for a Stroke. And now it is more like a triggering title. You know, the triggerometer is higher here. We can clearly see that. And they say uh, the following, they start as, as follows. After many nights of tossing and turning, you might have more to worry about than just feeling exhausted and less sharp at work. And of course, they're alluding to the fact that, oh, if you're having a hard time sleeping, maybe you shouldn't just worry about that or the fact that you may feel tired. Maybe you should worry about having a stroke too. Really, this is really, really triggering. They're really like going for it. They're really trying to make us scared and worried, you know? And, um, it, you know, the, the whole article, I think it's it's in this vein. And, and I just want to share maybe one or two things that I read here towards the end. And it was the, um, the author, the main author. Uh, uh, I think it is, uh, let's go back here and see. Uh, Wendemi Sawadogo was the main author, and I think I think this is a doctoral candidate, so maybe not yet Doctor Sawadogo. But uh, anyway, <laughs> they are saying uh, Sawadogo said, "You have good health when you have good sleep." Said Sawadogo. Moreover, when you get adequate sleep, it improves your memories and your learning capacity, which kind of like the last part has kind of little to do with the story. But you have good health when you have good sleep. I would say it's it's more like the other way around, right? When when we do, when we have a lot of health issues, they're likely to impact our sleep. When we don't have health issues, they you know there there's there are less things that impact our sleep, which again has nothing to do with insomnia, because insomnia has only to do with our fear of not sleeping, but sleep disturbance surely is related to other things, right? And uh, they, they talked to a Dr. Dasgupta, a pulmonary critical care doctor, who says the results from this study suggest that if we can target people who are having trouble sleeping with cognitive behavioral therapies, it is possible that we could reduce the number of cases of stroke. And to me, this is just so inflammatory, so, you know, so triggering. It's just, uh, there's no evidence... I see no evidence to make this claim. Like there's nothing in the study we just looked at that suggests that if you treat people with trouble sleeping with CBT, that they would have less cases of stroke. That has to do with the diabetes, the hypertension, and the heart disease. You know, it has nothing to do with sleep. Uh, nothing, nothing backs that up to me. Um, 
And then finally, of course, this article starts with, ends with, what you know? What can you do if you have trouble sleeping? The American Academy of Sleep Medicine offers some tips to set people up for healthy sleep. Keep a consistent sleep schedule. Go to bed early enough so that you can get seven to eight hours. If you can't fall asleep in twenty minutes, go out of get out of bed. It's basically the same thing that you hear, you know, everywhere on the World Wide Web, which we know does not make any difference if we have trouble sleeping whatsoever. In fact, we've seen so many times that these type of recommendations make us have more trouble because they lead to effort. And we know that the more we try to sleep, the less the less, uh, the less well we sleep. On the other hand, when we know that there is nothing required for us to sleep well, when we know there is, it's not dangerous to be awake, then we sleep well. And I hope that this review uh, uh, of, of, of this, these articles have been helpful to you and allow you to feel more peace of mind and see more peaceful sleep come your way. Well, we'll conclude there. As always, let me know in the comment sections what you thought, and we, we will go from there. That was all for today. Bye for now.